Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it, walk it. Hey, 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 you're back. Thanks for getting deep with us again. I love it. We love having you back. Uh, we're going old school. We're going to kick it old school this sesh. We're going to reflect on history, kings and prophets, what was said thousands of years ago, and how it can apply today to your life right now. The hardships, the good times, the bad times. We get deep. These dudes are versed and they're wise. So here you go. All right, welcome back to Fry Dudes. Thanks again for sticking with us. I appreciate it as we, a uh, bunch of fly dudes seeking truth, what works in life and what doesn't, uh, COVID, non-COVID related. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, we have we have multiple groups within this group. And one is actually going through the entire Bible this year. And for those that don't realize it, until you've gone through the whole Bible, the Old Testament actually makes up a lot of it. A lot of it. Not only that, um, you've heard us uh, half-joke before in the past of how the Old Testament is not sure-coded. There are some, I don't say crazy, but just real life. I, I, the more I read the Old Testament again, as much as I don't like a lot of it, it helps you understand what's going on today. And you might ask yourself, well, why this? Why that? Why do bad things happen to good people? Oh, in the Old Testament, terrible things happen to the best of people, the, 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 the God's chosen ones, the leaders, unfairness, injustice, sickness, plagues. It's there. And uh, we'll get into more of the why. But again, I just want to set some people free of... Um, the best of the best went through the hardest of times then. Why would we think any different today? Uh, if you're one of God's favored, if do if you do believe in this God that we do, uh, who are you to think you would not be tested? That's uh, actually, the more you think about it, the more wise you are in your faith journey, the more that is going to kick in, a realization. And uh, not to be fatalistic, but just to say, okay, here we go. Here's one of these rough waves uh, that I need to battle through and roll with the current underneath before I can go back up for a breath of air. That's what's going on for a lot of you right now, listening in and tuning in. So, Bold, I got you queued up. I know you always got something to say with your perfect radio voice. Um, uh, you were very versed in the Old Testament. I'm, probably the biggest challenge is going to keep you uh, from not taking up the rest of the 20 to 30. I want to make sure these other guys can speak up, but you are one of the yeah, most versed I know. Rain me in, I'm sure. <laughs> well, again, thank you. Whether it's a general reflection, if there's a particular someone in the Old Testament you want to talk about that relates to today, or just in general overall, what, what say you? Well, as I've been going through the Old Testament uh, because of COVID, I've been, I started from the beginning and then I ran into Solomon mm. and all I'm going to say is with Solomon, he had a heart of gold for, for God. I mean, he had compassion, love for his people, just as God did. Mm. I mean, he followed God to the teeth, 
sure he faltered here and there. But when I read, I reread his area, his section in the Bible about five times. And every time I read it, I felt so much comfort about during that time, the tribulation was all around him. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Um, killing, you know, cities and taking everything they got and, and Solomon was just a compassionate, caring person that um, he must have just realized, if I just follow God, life is going to be easier. And when you read about him, it really was. And um, it just hit my heart so strong. And then what happened was one morning I woke up about 4 o'clock in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep because God put these verses on me from the New Testament that kind of highlight who Solomon was. And it's from Colossians 3.12. It says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm. And we're not like that every single day. We may be <laughs> one of those things, all right. but we're not all those things. But Solomon was all those things. And it was, I think he was king for over 40 plus years. Mm. And there was peace. There was peace in the world or in his world. And I just wanted that piece that I, I just like got down on my knee. Well, on my artificial knees, which is kind of hard, but I just said, God, I want that. Mm. I, I, I don't want to get away from that. I want you to remind me every single day, hit me across the head with a two by four. If you have to, but remind me of of your of your son Solomon, who did such the perfect job that God asked him to do. Up until that point, it was a mess. Yeah, I mean there was king after king, and and God destroyed them, and yep. and then uh, he found Solomon, and and Solomon just put his foot down and said, "No, I'm just going to." do what the Lord says and I'm going to follow him and my people are going to follow him and, um, bring it forward to now today. It's the same thing. That's what he wants. He wants us to be just like him. I like Solomon. I love that bold. Thank you. Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, that's, uh, yeah. King Solomon prayed. You could ask for anything. He prayed for wisdom, right? And that's why mm-hmm. um, uh, some of that in Proverbs also is so strong. Pieces of that uh, as it's spread out. And then you'll read, if those that do are bold enough to take on the whole Old Testament, you're right, before and after, by the way, there are certain kings that don't go that path. And then um, right. the chaos and uh, uh, the ones that rejected. And, um, yeah, that's, that's again, thank you so much. Because that's where I said where I see things today and where I see things where we're neglecting today, and then the tough times that hit, it's all over the Old Testament. I call it the, the sin cycle. So 
Thank you, Bold. And by the way, yep. uh, we touched on marriage a little bit earlier, pre-recording, but again, no, any marriage that's going to last has got to have those characters, those quality traits, right? And this is why we're into this Jesus dude in Matt 7, 24 through 27, mercy, grace, kindness, compassion. The best marriages reflect that. And then the more you get into bitterness and grudges and not talking, that is toxic. And it's also a choice. It's a choice that you and your spouse are going to be going one way or the other. So I just, I had that, the poll to revisit on that too, but thank you. It all starts with talking about Solomon, but relevant to today of what direction we're going and, 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 and how are we handling our relationships. And again, through tough times, are you, are you tuning in and asking for wisdom? And as I capped off the last recording, what is the best path forward out of this COVID stuff? I want the best path. I don't know exactly, but I ask for wisdom of the best path to go forward. And may our leaders be doing that same thing. Thank you, Bold, very much. My man, who's up next? Marcus? Yeah, yeah you bet. Thanks, Tom. Hey, uh, a couple comments. You know, one, I know you have mentioned, it's been mentioned to me, too, that the, the, old, the old Testament can be a kind of a difficult book. Yes, very. I'll tell you what, I am really enjoying it. You Just are. Okay. Of history, and it's, it's, I mean, there are some, you know, particularly when you get to those early books, it's just a, kind of a slog. But when you get into the prophets, it's pretty mm. fascinating. And yes, you know, there, there's a huge recurring theme there is the, um, the fact that the Israelites turned to idolatry. Right. That was the whole thing is they, they quit worshiping God and they turned to their own man-made things. But right now I've just started the book of Job. And um, mm. and so the story there real quickly is uh, the way I picture it, God's having like a staff meeting in heaven. Mm. And Satan comes up and he says, hey, you know, the only reason Job is worshiping you is because you've blessed him so much. And so God says, OK, Satan. You go ahead and you can uh, take away his blessings, except for you can't touch him personally, and he'll still worship me. So Satan takes away his wealth, his family, his servants, everything that he has materially, and Job still worships the Lord. So Satan comes back and says, well, you know, let me take away his health. That's really, then you'll see what happens. So God says, okay, take away his health. You just can't kill him. So then... Uh, Satan gives him sores and all these just horrible things that happen. And Job can't understand what's going on, but he still worships God. And uh, so now Job's three very wise friends come by to give him counsel. And the first one, Eliphaz, and this is a recurring theme, but basically comes by and says, well, you must have done something. That's why you're suffering is because uh, you are not righteous or holy enough. So if you'll just confess all the bad things you did, then you'll get your blessings back. And so the book goes through this debate between the two about that. And ultimately, Job brings his case to God Hmm. and says, you know, why are you doing this? And so on and so forth. And then I just love at the very end, God answers him. And God never tells him about this contest going on in heaven. But uh, some of these verses, God pretty much turns to Job and says, uh, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Later on, he says, have you commanded the morning since your days began? And he goes on and he basically saying to Job, hey, Job, are you as eternal, as great, as powerful, wise and perfect as I am? If you're not, then you're better off to just be quiet and trust me. And that really hit me. You know, that all of his friends are trying to replace theology with logic. If A, then B. And God's just saying, you know what? 
I created the universe. I caused the sun to come up in the morning. Mm. I command mm. the winds where they go. And uh, so I think I have a little bit bigger perspective than you do. <laughs> so when all this stuff is happening, uh, your best course is to trust me. So I think it ties in great with what Brian was talking about and the mm. wisdom, right? The wisdom of Solomon who uh, just – we can't know and understand this stuff and our, our fallback has to be trusting and worshiping God and not creating idols out of our own knowledge and our own conclusions and our own things, but to turn and trust God. And I'd see that right now with the pandemic folks going a couple different directions, right? A lot of folks are trying to read in the Bible and interpret and say, well, this is exactly parallel to that in the Old Testament. So this is what God's doing, and this is how it's going to turn out. And they're replacing the theology there with just that logic. Mm. So I don't know if that makes sense, but it that's does. just kind of what's hitting me right now. I love it, Marcus. One and done. Thank you very perfect. much. Yeah. I um, Again, of course, I got a lot to say, but I want to make sure these other guys get something in. But let me do a quick recap on that one. When I first read Job, my human knee-jerk reaction was, what a screw job. <laughs> Meaning to Job, I'm like, I put myself in Job's feet or in his shoes, and I was like, what is going, this is one of the craziest books I ever read, um, or case studies, uh, how you want to look at it. This guy, yeah, this guy was decimated, man. Absolutely decimated uh, in a test. And then, you're right, Marcus, I'm hearing the wisdom now. I heard the wisdom from Bold, now I'm hearing the wisdom from you of, uh, okay, if there is a God, of course we believe in God here, but it, then God does control everything. And idolatry, I love that. In the Old Testament, it's mainly God's made out of gold and wood. In our day, uh, today, it's our jobs. It might even be our kids. It could be our marriages. It could be um, uh, the stock market Sports. and the funds. Yeah, it, we definitely, and and again, humble reminder, listener, Everything right now in this earth, the things you uh, might be mourning, it's all, it is temporary. And that includes our loved ones and our relationships. It's all temporary. We have what, maybe 80 years if, if we're lucky, uh, or depending on your perspective, uh, when we're going through this. And those that love their job and those that love their house, I talked about earlier about having to give up my lake place. I had a Jeep. I love driving around. I had to sacrifice some stuff now. Um, and I don't mean to say that braggadocia. I'm just saying it was painful. I loved living on the lake. And uh, uh, this is temporary stuff. Everything's temporary. It's it's there. And for Job, he was able to battle through. He learned to lose a lot. And then he regained at the end. And, of course, there's something called life and eternity where we don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. But here's the ending point. Sorry, Marcus, you got me fired up again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on <laughs> someone next. Do you own your stuff or does your stuff own you? That's a good question about I mean, that comes out of that Job story. So for those inspired, but just be prepared, buckle up. That is a wild case study and a test that Job had to go through. Thank you, Marcus. Beautiful. All right. g or Jared? Yep. Hey, can you hear me okay? I do, G. Yeah, you, you're going through the Old Testament, I mean, in depth for the first time, correct? I mean, really in depth, like page by page. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, thanks to Casey started, uh, reading the Bible, um, you know, into the, into the Solomon story and, and, uh, just wanted to kind of, um, build on what, what bold was saying, Please. you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, you talk about a man, you talk about Solomon, you talk about an individual and, 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 you know, you kind of start to, if you can kind of put things into perspective, right. He, he was leading a lot of people, hmm. you know, and, and the word courage comes to mind, right? Courage to have faith, courage to have faith in God, especially when, you know, a lot of, um, you know, the, the tribes and, and clans around him, you know, around his area were not that way. Right. And, and he had to be a bold, faithful leader and have the characteristics that, that, um, Brian was, was stating earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, his faithfulness was also drawn into, you know, the commitment to build the temple. Right. And you get, you know, 150,000 men to get on board to build this temple to God, um, you know, in that time, just putting it into perspective, that faithfulness, that that commitment um, was just really, um, you know, outstanding. And, and um, you know, it just, it just really stood out to me. Mm. Love it, G. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and again, as we reflect on our leaders, what is the whether you're leading your house household, uh, whether you're a leader at work, um, or if we reflect on our leaders in government, um, are they seeking wisdom? Are they compassionate? Are they loving? Uh, is there mercy? Uh, and it's like, uh-oh, now we're going back to slippery slope politics. I don't want to go there. But what, what, kind, of, what kind of leader are you then, right? The listener. Uh, how are you tuning in? Are you asking for wisdom? Are you praying for wisdom? Are you praying for direction? Uh, are, are, are you leading boldly and courageously? Uh, are you also loving and uh, compassionate and at least empathetic? And as a leader knows, you're not going to please everybody. I have a humbly learned that as well. Uh, but are you doing, are you striving to do the right thing? Period. Right. In in a, in a the loving way, the best way you can, and that's what I'm heard from you, G. Again, it's interesting. I didn't expect Solomon to come up so much, but uh, I clearly impact impact on there. So thank you, G. Well, by the way, G, if I may pick on you a little bit more, going the first time in depth reading through that, has it been a struggle? Certain parts of it for you, because for me, it can. It gets long in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, no, no, most definitely. You know, and and you know, I always I always just try to pick out. Um, you know, try to reflect on, on the meaning, even though, you know, there is a lot of, you know, talk of death and, and killing yeah. and fighting, but, you know, at, at the end there, there, it always seems to come back to having faith in God. Right. And, yeah. and that, and, and when, when that faith turns around, uh, a leader rises to the top that has that kind of faith, things, the glue kind of comes back mm-hmm. and then it kind of wanes and then it comes back and, and, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's been interesting, but uh, definitely well worth it. Right on. Thank you, G. Hey, hey Thomas, Mark, real quick yep, on please. that too. If, again, if somebody is looking to start going through reading the Bible or whatever, uh, it's been hugely helpful for me, one, to have a study Bible. Okay, so when good. I do get in those passages, that just aren't making any sense, or I can't even figure out if it's God talking or prophet talking or somebody else talking, right, to be able to read the commentary to get, give me kind of oh, this is what's happening. And then also would it use a study plan that can also kind of give you context. Hey, here's what's going to come up on this book. You're going to read Job and here are the main things and the things to look out. So just an encouragement if anybody's looking to start or if you're in this and you're really struggling, uh, find a couple of resources like that. 
Went great. Best practice, Marcus. Uh, also, you, go ahead. if when, when you read through the Bible, you also have to realize that just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean that God approves of it. Mm. Like there's a lot of wicked things that happen in the Bible that God doesn't approve of, um, but it's in there because it actually happened. And so part of the part of what scripture is, is it's historical. And so it's going to be in the Bible, whether God approves of it or, or not. And that took me a little while to understand because I just assumed that everything was, was okay. I mean, if people are just massacring other people or at one point a woman gets brutally raped and her body gets cut into 12 pieces. And I thought like, God approves of this, but he doesn't. It, it's in there because it happened. Oh. Yeah. You know, one thing, the Old Testament is like, it helped me a lot. When I was younger and I read the Old Testament, I was confused by it. It, it, it. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. Now that I'm older and I've gone through a lot of discipline myself, I get it. Hmm. I read it. It's like, it's no problem. If God wanted somebody taken out, then they needed to be taken out. It's all good. You know what I mean? Like in, and uh, like a lot of the discipline the Israelites went through, he just wanted to teach them that they don't live on bread alone, or he wanted to teach them something. You know, there's no hope and no future unless you get that. And he's just trying to move them along in that way. And it's like, I see that in my own life. It's just, and even like with the coronavirus thing, it's God's discipline. It's a good thing. And uh, anyway, just as I've experienced discipline myself, I see the value of the Old Testament. Mm. Thank you, Peter. Uh, really appreciate that. Thank you, Casey, very much. And um, I, I think we're going to be continued on this. Uh, for any, by the way, one minute challenge. Anyone else wants to get something in here before before we quit the session? But no, there's going to be an opportunity. I think we go back to this uh, on the following session as well, kind of uh, comparing and contrasting. The summary point is this, though. You, Peter, Casey, exactly right. Just because it's in there doesn't mean God approves it, right? We know you got to take the whole book into context. By the way, this is where the fringe has been going to. You got to take. We can take bits and pieces to try to justify um, a certain agenda or a certain evil agenda, for that matter. Uh, there is absolutely brutality in there, and I'm warning you: as you read through it, uh, you're going to get thrown at times until you start getting better wisdom and better perspective, like Peter or Bold or Casey. We're like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand. This is when man's in charge, if, if men make themselves gods, this is when brutality happens, right? Rape, um, slavery, um, racism. Uh, this is what we call human secularism. And this is, by the way, also why we have to be so careful. When we, we, if, if we don't have God, then we're going to make someone else a god. And that now we're making someone flawed that's a god, and now there's problems. And as you read through the Old Testament as well, the theme I heard there, at least from you, Peter, was the sin cycle. So, um, and how have we been doing as a society? Have we have we been putting God first? Have we been sincerely pursuing a relationship with God? Or have we been uh, worshiping our jobs and our cars, etc.? And again, it all ties in. As you read in and reflect, you're like, oh, oh man, I, I wasn't so different from some of these guys going through it. And uh, what truly is going on and what is really important in life and what is truly going to last forever and what is temporary no matter how hard it is. 
So a lot there. We are at the top of the hour. So I'm going to give it quickly a one-minute challenge, and then we're going to wrap. All right. Well, listen, thanks again, everyone. Tune in. Stay tuned for those that didn't get to speak up this time. Reflect on it. Be prepared to bring it next week. Thank you so much for joining, joining and keep tuning in as well to that book. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. It is such an honor to reflect with these dudes. Did you hear their wisdom? Versed and wise. This is what we strive for. This is what we've been training for. What works in life and what doesn't. We're learning from kings and prophets thousands of years ago. That still applies today in life. Knowledge is one thing. Wisdom is the ultimate understanding via God. There is a reason the Bible is the best-selling book ever. If you're not sure where to start, I like either Matt, or aka Matthew, or John, or download the U version, that's Y-O-U version of the Bible app, and start the verse of the day. NLT or NIV version are usually the easiest for reading. Get your wisdom on. And if you dig more deeper insights and invites waiting for you at frydudes.com, check out the blog from Deep Thoughts for the Deep Thinkers. If you're married, check out Marriage, Best Practices for Those That Like to Get Laid. Yeah, I said it. If you believe in God, then you definitely know God invented sex. And it's an epic form of love. And when you have your A-game going, it's super dialed in. So for those married, step your game up. Fridays.com, click on blogs, then click on marriage. Ending on a song note, the wiser you become, the more bulletproof you become. Meaning you can better handle these toughest of times here and be ready for the life promised after this broken planet. This song is called Bulletproof by Citizen Way. If you dig, please give them some love and add it to your playlist. Now go, dive deeper, get wiser, love better. I used to live like I was under attack, dodging arrows from my past. I had no hope for tomorrow. Felt so much pressure, yes, I thought I would crack. But now there's no looking back. I'm moving forward, cause I know. I got my armor now, no fear, no doubt, can't shoot me down, yeah. I got my armor now, no fear, no doubt, gonna shoot me down, 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 down. My soul is untouchable because you've already won me. My victory is not in this flesh and bone. It's in the cross and I know nobody's taking it from me. I got my armor now, no fear, no doubt. Can't shoot me down, yeah. I got my armor now, no fear, no doubt. Gonna shoot me down, 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 down.